everybody. Welcome to the Mini Break by Cracked Rackets, your daily podcast for storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, May 29th, and we are here for another pod in which we'll be covering the action in Paris at Roland Garros, of course. You've got Jamie McDonald here, and I'll be your host for today's action. And with me is my Wednesday regular. It's Matt Stokoyak. Matt, how's it going, man? Jamie, what's going on, man? Uh, three three days of first round action at the French. That's a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, that threw me off. I just like had to keep checking my phone. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a first round match. I was completely doubting myself and all my sources. So good to know I wasn't the only one in that book. But I don't. Do they usually do that? Am I? I, like- I, I don't. I don't know if they've ever done that, man. I mean, it's weird. Usually they start on Mondays, but I feel like. They've even, mentioned starting on Sundays before, but yeah. even then, I guess I didn't remember that they did three and one. Maybe they don't. I, maybe we're just coming into this, and I'm really ignorant about how they structure their first round matches. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either, man. It just it seemed weird to me too, because I mean, you turn on the TV today; it's Tuesday. It's the third day of the tournament, and it's all still first round action. I know. But, hey, yeah, that was weird. We, we still had some good ones. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we jump into it here, uh, I just want to start with some of the interesting storylines off of the women's side first. Some of the weird results. I mean, Halep gets challenged big time and takes her three sets. Uh, But the weirder one was actually Osaka, the number one seed, comes in right out of the gate, loses the first set 6-0. I mean, this was was wacky to see. I mean, did you catch any of this one? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, man? I mean, I feel like Maybe more so on the women's side, these top seeds are, are super vulnerable, like in the first round. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. Serena lose the first set pretty bad the other day, and you know, now Osaka loses a six oh bagel in the in the first round. I mean it's it's definitely yeah. interesting, but I mean, I think the the bottom line is these players you know, especially on the women's side, it takes them a little while to warm up. I mean, they're going to get stronger as the tournament goes on. So, sure. you know, it, and and Osaka got through it. I mean, she was able to win a, a tough tiebreaker in the second set and, you know, break serve a couple times when, when she was, uh, you know, having, having to break to stay in the match. Sure. Uh, and then, yeah, no, it was, it was weird in that second set. Shmilova was serving for the set um, at 5-4, then got broken. And then broke right back. Yeah. And then got broken again. You know, it's just, it, it was a very weird match to watch. And obviously the nerves were coming into play for her. Playing the number one seed, that's 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 um, not unexpected. But you're right. You know, men's and women's side, we see it on both. But especially with these top players, man, it's like they do seem a little more vulnerable at the beginning, you know, before they get really settled into the tournament. Because if you catch them later in the tournament, it's, it's a lot tougher to sort of catch them off guard in this. But um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because that was a very interesting one. But um, I think another one that was at least fun to see for me was uh, Azarenka comes up with a big win. Um, Ost- Ostapenko unfortunately loses this one. Now, I will say Azarenka did play well. She played solid, uh, but Ostapenko really just gave away too many free points in this. I think she double faulted 16, 17 times in this match or something. Um, just really not a clean performance on her end. And I mean, she won this thing. Yeah. Um, and so that's <laughs> always weird to think about. Former former Roland Garros champ and and you yeah. know you draw Azarenka in the first round they're both yeah, unseeded. Well, that's tough, for I sure. mean, yeah. how weird is that that neither one of those two is a seed? And I mean, we're talking about Grand Slam champions here. It's just a little bizarre to to see you know no number next to their name and sure. you know they end up drawing each other in the first round. But that's how it goes. Azarenka yeah. next, and I think Azarenka, if I'm not mistaken, plays Osaka next. So yeah, no, that's a crazy section of the draw for sure. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I think both of them. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Azarenka will will come off this match feeling pretty good. I think Osaka 
obviously just happy to get through that one, but clearly not her best. Um, and it's just funny in these first rounds, especially on the women's side, we just saw total polar opposites. We saw that and then go all the way to, you know, your 0-1s, your 3 and O's, or your Madison Keys winning 1-2. and I mean, it's just all over the place in terms of results, but um, that's really what you get in these majors. And so, you know, just especially without a completely dominant Serena, it's really interesting to see just how wide open that field really is on the women's side, you know. Yeah, it's up for grabs, man. I mean, that's what makes the WTA so exciting is, I mean, you just don't know. There's really, I mean, you can say there's favorites and we think of some favorites, but really though, I mean, there's so many players that really have a good shot to win the title, which is what makes tuning into it so much fun because it, I mean, it could really be like 10 different players that could come away with the title. And I I mean, I think we'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. You know, it wouldn't be shocking. So yeah, that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, it's fun. Exactly. There's no there's no Nadal of the WTA. Right. So uh, maybe that's just what's good and keeps it more exciting. It but, used to be Serena, but... Well, yeah. And we'll see if she can get it back. I mean, like you, you did mention, too, she did have a f- tough first round in the sense that you could just tell she was not happy about it. And even in her press conference after she got the yeah. match, she talked about... I mean, yeah, she, w- without disrespecting her opponent, she was basically like... Yeah, that was garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was pretty much, it's interesting too, it was pretty much like her name and reputation got her through that match, I think, you know, just who she is and how she um, is able to, to, to squeak out matches even when she's not playing her best. But anyways, we have too much action to uh, only be talking about a great champion like Serena. So we're going to hop over to the men's side as well and run through some of these results for you. Um, a fun one to start with for you American fans out there, Fritz taking out Tomek 6-1, 6-4, 6-1. This is exactly what you need if you're Taylor Fritz. Woo! Good job, Fritz, man. The one yeah, right. American win in the first round at the French. The flag. He is. I mean, look, it's for him. It's great. I think he got a good draw. I mean, Bernie's the guy that you you probably want to play in the first round because you just you don't know if he's really going to want to win too bad. So, I mean, Fritz took advantage of that. He played well. And, I mean, Fritz has really been playing well the past couple of weeks on the clay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's stepped his game up on this surface. I think he's confident. He feels good about himself. And, you know, he's such a good ball striker that if he's sure. if the confidence is there, he's going to be scary. So, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think he's playing someone like Tomek who, yeah, we've mentioned, we've, we've all seen him on the court. We know he just mentally isn't always there, but he's also capable of playing some phenomenal tennis. And so Fritz, for him, this is just a really good test of just mental stability here. He's like, you know what? I'm going to play my game. I'm going to serve well, and I'm going to dictate with my forehand like I have been, and it got him through this match. So yep. it's always good to see, and of course, always rooting for that American who, you know, well, at least recently on the clay it's it's uh, been far and few between in terms of americans succeeding but uh we he's, hope to see him he's the last the one more. left man so we got we got to hang our hat on him he's the last guy exactly but uh you know in, in other country news fonini takes out uh fellow italian seppi in four sets at six three six oh three six six three um del bonus took out garcia lopez six one three six six three six two um an interesting one a battle of some big men here del potro and jerry del potro takes that in four after dropping the opening set 3-6 then he won 6-2 6-1 6-4 I mean we can say this every time but man it's just great to see Del Potro out there oh yeah definitely I mean I and I think some sometimes Delpo takes a set to really warm up and find his game I mean I've seen that happen with him before you know not just because he's coming off injury but I mean even in the past 
he doesn't always come out of the gates just absolutely ripping it right from the beginning. I mean, it takes him a little bit of time. So this was really no shock. He was able to find his game. And Jerry, I mean, he's coming off a final yeah. uh, last week in, in Geneva. Mm-hmm. He lost his Verev in a tough, tough three-setter there. He almost won the title. So Jerry's been playing very good. This is, you know, that's a that's a pretty tough draw for Delpo in that first round. So I think, uh, you know, for him to get through in four, I, I think he'll be, he'll, he'll take that. For sure. And I think there, to be fair, I think there probably is some fatigue at play with Jerry. I mean, that tournament really just backed up to the French Open. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, he and Zverev were battling, what was it, two days ago? Yeah. Um, yep, on so, uh, Saturday, last Saturday, yeah, two, three days ago. Right, right. So, um, very, you know, not a ton of rest in between those. And like you said, a very grueling physical final between those two. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about Zverev because he was the other man who ended up taking that title. Takes on Millman and um, looked like it was going to be decently routine there. Wins the first two sets, but Millman fights back. You know, he always does. And this one this one came down to the wire in the fifth set. I know you got a chance to see some of this one. What, what did you think overall? Yeah, I mean, I was a little worried. Once once Millman stole that, that fourth set, I was like, oh boy, here we go again, Zverev in the majors. He's up two sets to none. I was just feeling it. I was like, oh, please, no. But Millman, I mean, even before this match, when the draw came out, I I knew. I was like, I'm a little worried for Zverev, man, because Millman is just – he is such a tough out. He's going to keep coming no matter what the score is. He doesn't care. He just plays his game. And, and he just grinds, man. He's like the ultimate grinder. I mean, I, I love the guy. I love watching him play because he just – he's workmanlike, and he really made Zverev work. But, you know, it, we're talking a four-hour match here, four hours and eight minutes that they yeah. spent on the court. I, I just – to to spend that much time on the court in the first round, if you're if you're Zverev, I mean that is not ideal because I mean the matches are going to start to get tougher. He's going to be playing more quality opponents, and I mean that fatigue comes into play, man. It's just it doesn't really bode well if he wants to make a super deep run here. So I don't know. We'll see. He got through no. it, and that's he he did what he had he to did. do. I mean that's that's a job well done. But the way that his game looked overall, I. I just, for me, at least right now, I'm not totally confident that he can make a super deep run. Yeah. And I think for him right now, it's just, it's such a confidence thing. He actually, he was pretty candid about it um, after the match, you know. Of course, everyone's just asking him the normal battery of questions about his opponent, about Millman in this case. And Zverev basically was... He was very open and was like, look, I mean, this guy, I knew what I was getting into. I mean, anyone who takes takes out Federer yeah. at the U.S. Open can bring it in a grand slam. Um, and so he knew what he was getting into. And there was a couple times the, the a commentator or whoever was interviewing after asked, like, hey, I saw you, like, kneel down on the court and, and kind of just have a moment with yourself there. What was all that all about? And he was basically like, look, like, I, I'm just in a point right now where I just need to remind myself and sort of keep my confidence up. I need to remind myself who I am and, like, look. Things are things are good in my life, and I'm one of the best tennis players in the world. And like, I can keep going, and I can win these sort of matches yeah. and do well for myself. And I think, while while it sounds just kind of silly at times, I think it's so important for him to just keep that in his head. It's like, look, like you were three right. in the world for a reason, man. Like you you should be getting through these matches. But anyway, we could talk about Zverev and the slams forever. So um, I hope he continues to find some success and isn't too worn out by um, his Geneva run and then this first rounder. But Another grueling one, Nishioka takes out uh, American Mackie McDonald, 6-7, 6-0, 4-6, I mean, this was a grind. And I think this is one we had pencil. I mean, this is one we had circled as this is going to be a first-round grind. But sad to see that Mackie 
doesn't pull this one out, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially up two sets to one. This is a rematch. Yeah. They played several weeks ago. I forget which tournament it was. It might have been Barcelona or one of those one of those uh, European events. And, and Nishioka got him in straight sets there, too. I thought this was a, a perfect opportunity for a rematch. I... You know, I thought Mackie was going to be in a in a solid position to win, and then he goes up two sets to one, and I was like, okay, he's going to close this one. But two and three in the fourth and fifth sets, uh, Nishioka is another one of those guys. I mean, he's similar to Millman in the fact that he's just not going anywhere. He's lefty. He's going to put a bunch yeah. of balls in. You know, he's super fast. He tracks everything down on clay. He's such a nuisance to play, and I mean, he just – he, sure. he was able to to outlast Mackey, and it's funny. I mean, two five set matches that we were just talking about here, but the Nishioka McDonald match was was an hour less than that Zverev Milman match. That I mean, yeah, a full crazy. hour, and they they both played five sets. Yeah, so I'm telling you, that's what a six zero. Yeah, that's what a six zero second set, and then two. I mean, yeah. two and three sets at the end. Yeah, that really that really took down the time for them. Exactly. But, you know, it's disappointing. I'm sure Mackey's, you know, not feeling too good about it right now. That would have been a good opportunity for him to get a win at the French. But, mm-hmm. you know, he'll regroup. And, you know, now he gets to focus on, on the grass court season where he had a lot of success last year. He made that Wimbledon run. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can get geared up for that. And, you know, he'll put – now that now that the clay's over, he can just put that behind him and, you know, finish out his year pretty strong. I think he'll do that. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. And Nishioka, as you mentioned, he did take him out in Estoril two and four, and so um, similar scoreline to those last two sets. Just he just had Mackey's number in the the fourth and fifth set there. Um, as we continue down the line, Cam Nori goes out in straight sets to the low ranked Frenchman. I just checked ranked two seventy three. I'm probably going to butcher the name because ATP didn't have the pronunciation for me, but. Benchetrit? I don't know. We're going to call it that. But he takes him out 6-3-6-0-6-2. A comprehensive win for the Frenchman there. Um, Emer takes out Rola, 6-0-6-3-7-6. Lajovic takes out Montero, 6-3-6-4-6-4. Now, this another five-set grinder that had to be finished today, actually. Shardy and Edmund. Edmund ends up winning this 7-5 in the fifth. This was a crazy one, and this is one yeah, – I'm just going to give myself a nice little call out here. This is one that I thought was going to be a very, very competitive match. I was talking to Gruskin on the whatever pod that was. I mean, these two guys, neither of them have had great campaigns this year. Um, and so, I don't know. I just – I chalked this one up as a battle, and, man, it sure was. Edmund comes out on top, 7-6, 5-7, 6-4. Four six seven five. What did you think of this one overall? Yeah, th- this one was awesome, man. Good kudos to you for for calling that beforehand. That's I mean, because this one, this one was this one was good. I, I watched this whole match. I mean, it was over two day period, sure. but um, it was this was a good one. I mean, the fans were rowdy. It was on the bull ring out on court one, and you know they they were just they were ripping balls. I mean, both Edmund and Shardy were playing at a really high level that we haven't really seen from them this year. You mentioned it; they haven't had great campaigns, but. Man, I mean, they were both working hard, and that was that was a fun match. I mean, for a first rounder, like those yeah. those are the matches that I love to just that I love to see those epic five setters where both guys are playing really well. the 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 quality is is there; it's high level, and you could tell that both guys wanted it. I mean, Shardy had the crowd behind him, but Edmund didn't flinch. Great, great match. Mm-hmm. This was awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Edmund, this was the match that I had circled as the the upset alert. So unfortunately, didn't get that part of it right because Shardy wasn't able to get across the finish line there. But regardless, a great five setter that, as you said, had to get um, split into two days. As we go down another tight one, Karlovich, the veteran, takes out fellow veteran Cristiano <laughs> Lopez, seven six seven five six seven seven five. My only real thing to say on this match is, man, what a shame that these two guys had to play each other in a first round match. You know, that sucks for both. <laughs> well, what, what's the combined? age here what 77 years old or yeah, something right. i mean yeah, something, something like ridiculous <laughs> and, and these two guys draw each other i mean yeah look it, it could have gone either way dr evo wins in typical dr evo fashion there's no surprise there three hour four yeah. set match i mean lopez these guys have just been around forever i mean it's so funny to just still see them out there playing each other because it's like man i remember like 12 years ago in the french and they you know they're playing each other and you know they're still playing now but yeah dr evo man of course when, yeah. when you're we said it enough i mean when you're dr evo man and you can serve like that and you just have his kind of a game you're going to be in these matches no matter who you're playing if you're serving well you're going to go to breakers at minimum so he's got a fighting chance and yeah, you know for sure for sure and he just yeah he just keeps breaking his own records <laughs> he does guy he does matches, so good, good for him um and then of course we had Batista Agu take out another American Stevie Johnson 6-3-6-4-6-2 Jordan Thompson takes out Davidovich Fokina 6-3-6-2-7-6 a five-setter for us Klezon takes out Kukushkin 3-6-5-7 then 6-4-6-2-6-3 coming back from two sets to love down that is it Heck of a grind from Klejan there. Then we've got Hatchinov taking care of business in a comprehensive 6-1, 6-1, Luca Puy, another Frenchman getting a win today, 6-3, This is one that I thought was going to be fun too, Verdasco and Dan Evans. Evans is able to get one set, but Verdasco just too good on the clay, 6-3, 6-7, 6-3, 6-2. Another Frenchman, Barrere, takes out Ebden in four sets, 6-3-5-7-7-5-6-1. Another Frenchman <laughs> gets a win here. Uh, Huang takes out uh, Dujmer, 6-4-0-6-7-6-6-3. Another Frenchman gets a win, Manorino over uh, Travaglia of, it of Italy, 6-7-6-3-3-6-6-2-6-2. And, Matt, you guessed it, another Frenchman with a win. Gael Monfils <laughs> taking out Taro Daniel of Japan, 6-0, Well, Just round of applause for France there. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that's a day. That's that's what you call uh, – that's how you perform uh, at the French Open for them. That's impressive. I mean, they are rolling, man. I mean, talk about the home crowd advantage or for whatever sure. you want to call it. I mean, that is ideal. I'm sure the fans are absolutely loving that. Yeah. I mean, what a day. I mean, the favorites win and even the underdogs win. I mean, we're talking qualifiers and wild cards, guys we never heard of. I yeah, mean, right. that are ranked 272 in the world, taking up Cam Nori. I mean, unbelievable day. And I guess it goes to show you, man. I mean, when you've got that crowd behind you, you're feeling comfortable in, in your home country. I mean, anything can happen. And it's like these guys are just taking the confidence out on the court, whether it's yeah. three sets, four sets, five sets, doesn't matter. I mean, they're just – they're in these matches and they're coming out on top. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll regress to the mean a little bit, you know, in the next round. It, they're not, they're yeah. not going to have as much success in the second round. I mean, it, it just won't happen. But, hey, for all of them to get through, I mean, over here in the U.S., we're looking at one winner in the first round, which is Taylor <laughs> Fritz. So, I think the yeah. French can be quite happy with their results.
Yeah, for sure. And I and I have to say, too, just because I was impressed with it, I watched um, pretty much the entire Monfi and the entire Daniel match. You know, the great the greatest sign, at least for me, from the Monfi side on this one is, man, he won this first set 6-0, and even at 4-0, I mean, he was yelling and pumping himself up. I mean, he was so locked in and engaged on this, because um, I think one of the criticisms over Monfi's great career just has been, you know, the sort of up and down of yep. his mental focus, and you saw it a little bit in the second set of this match. He did um, go away from it a little. He, he stopped kind of... Um, keeping the pressure on Daniel like he did in the first set. He gave him some free points. It was a little more loose. Uh, but then he found it again in the third and closed out with a 6-1 third set. So all good sides from him. And so, you know, hey, if you've got a healthy Monfi, especially with a crowd behind him, dangerous for anybody. But um, as we move on, I think the last thing we want to do is talk about the fun matches looking forward to tomorrow. And I think since we're on the theme of France here, couple ones that really stick out to me from Frenchman. Of course, there'll be other ones in the draw as well. But Sanga taking on Nishikori and Benoit Pair taking on Herbert in the all-French matchup. What do you think about that first one first? Yeah, I mean, Nishikori, Sanga, we, I kind of I had that one pegged once the draw came out as a potential second rounder. I'm glad we got it. Nishikori, I, we'll see. He looked good in his first round. Sanga did as well. I, it'll be interesting. We just talked about how the French were with the with the home crowd behind them and everything. Can Sanga, can he make a rally and and can he get enough support behind him and play good enough to, to upset Nishikori? I don't know. I, I, I'm not picking it. I'm, I'm going to go with Nishikori there because I, I, you know, I, I picked him in my bracket. So I'm sticking with that. But, man, I it's scary. If you're Nishikori, you have to have your guard up because you know that Sanga can play some great tennis and he's going to have that support. They're going to want to see an upset so bad. They're they're on center oh, yeah. court or Chatrier. It's going to be – that's going to be rocking. So – I think it could yeah. be a good one. I'm definitely looking for four sets minimum, and it, it could it could be a five-setter. That wouldn't shock me at all. But in the end, I'm going to go with Nishikori. I think he's playing good enough right now to take Sanga out, but we'll see, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one that a lot of people are going to be watching. Um, and I think it just everything you said is, is spot on there. I think Sanga... He's in an interesting spot here. I mean, I, surely you think there's much more expected of Nishikori in this match. Um, and so that bodes well for Sanga, maybe maybe a little bit less pressure. Like you said, he's going to have the crowd behind him and he's going to get locked in. We've seen we've seen Joe Willie get hyped up. And so when he's hyped up and slapping the forehands, he's dangerous. So that one's going to be a lot of fun. And then the other Frenchman that I do want to mention as well is uh, Nico Mahout. He's taking on Cole Schreiber's in the all-veteran battle. And did you get a chance to see Mahout at all in his first round match? Because oh, if you did, it was oh that was so oh, crazy. Yeah. He comes out with a win over Chechenato after being down two sets to love, then comes and rattles off the third, fourth, and fifth set. So I know of course he's just excited to be in the next round <laughs> because he was so close to the brink there, but I think that's another Frenchman you gotta watch. But in terms of blockbuster matchups for tomorrow, I mean Look, you've got the list in front of you just like I do, but you've got Dimitrov and Chilich going up against one another. You've got Vavrinka, who's looked pretty good going up some against somebody who's been red hot on the clay, and Christian Guerin. Yes. Um, I mean, you've got that. That's that's a sneaky one that maybe a lot of people actually, you know, as I'm saying this, you know what that matchup is. That's one that would be phenomenal to watch, but Tennis Channel will probably be <laughs> something else. True. Very true. <laughs> 
I think that's what's going to happen with that one, unfortunately. But I think that has a, a ton of potential. I think Damon Auer, Karina Busta, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch if you're someone who just loves to sit back and watch the grinds from the baseline. That's going to be a good one. So there's just tons of them. But I think if I had to boil it down to one that I really, really want to watch, whether it be through Tennis Channel or you know some sketch stream somewhere, mine's got to be Vavrinka Garen. What's yours? <sighs> yeah, that one's good. I... For me, I, I, I guess I gotta go Nishikori Sanga. I mean, there's other ones. I, I, I don't want to say Dimitrov Chilich. That's an interesting match, but neither one of them has been in great form. No. I just don't. I, you know, I don't know what kind of match we're gonna get there. If, if you told Fair. me that a couple years ago, I would have said, yeah, that's a match to watch in the second round. I still think it's gonna be interesting, but I'd be much more interested if I had to pick one. I just feel like that Sanga Nishikori, there, there's going to be something special in there. I mean, Sanga's not just going to go down quietly. I mean, sure. he, he's going to he's gonna come out and he's really – I think he's going to be ready to play. So I think that one could be an epic five-setter. So that would yeah. be the one that I choose. But you mentioned it, man. I mean, Pear, Herbert. I mean, yeah, I love your pick of Stan and, and Garen. That – I think Gruskin picked Garen actually. He uh he was feeling feeling the upset there. I picked Stan. I, I still believe in Stan, even though Garen's been playing great. Yeah. But that's definitely upset alert. I mean, if there ever was. I'm calling upset alert on that. Sure. Stan has to be he, he's gotta have his guard up again because Garen is shown yeah. that he can pretty much play with anybody on the clay. He's got two titles already on, on clay this year, so For sure. And I think I mean, yeah, he, he's he's proven that he he belongs on that surface. And I think it's just crazy, too, when you look at some of these matchups. Dimitrov Chilich especially, like you said. I mean, if you were telling somebody that's a yeah. second-round matchup God, a couple years ago in a major, I mean, that's that's nuts. But I think, God, there's so many. Every time I look at this list, I see a new one. I, the Argentinian battle of Meyer and Schwartzman, another fun one, I think. I think Schwartzman will be able to take care of him um, if he plays his, his great clay court game. But yep. regardless of all of these other matchups, People I haven't even mentioned yet. You've got Sitsipas, Gofen, Nadal, and Fed all on the court. I mean, there are just tons of tennis to watch tomorrow. So, no matter what time you turn the TV on, um, you're gonna you're gonna be watching something good. That's that's the bottom line. Second so, round, man, it's um, getting good. I know it sure is. It's getting good, and well, hopefully we're getting to the point where. Well, actually, I don't know. Before I even say that, you mentioned that Nadal's not even going to be on main court tomorrow. Is not that right? even on Chatrier. They not put, even on Chatrier. They, they put him on Longlin. So I don't know how he's going to feel about that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, is that an insult? Is it? Like, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know how he views it. I mean, for me, I, I, I mean, I understand putting Fed uh, on center court always, but it's it's the French. I mean. I always won it. What else does he have to I, do? He's won it eleven I know. times. <laughs> I, if if I was making the schedule, as as much as I wouldn't want to put Roger on Longlin, I think I would just to put Rafa on Chatrier because I just think that's I think it's the yeah. right thing to do. I, I just do. I mean, when you've won the yeah. tournament eleven times, I mean, you are the man. You deserve to be on on the main court. You just do. So you know, I, I don't that's think fair. it's going to bother him at all. He plays Yannick Madden. I mean, I think he's going to take care of business. Um, you know, pretty easily. Yeah. He shouldn't have any issues there. I like Rafa's draw a lot, but yeah, he, uh, I think he does too. <laughs> I think he does um, too. But yeah, those fans on Chatrier, they're going to have to just get pumped for that Sanganisha Corey. Cause that's going to be featured. Yeah. That's the featured match of the day for sure. 
Well, absolutely. Well, Matt, none, I mean, just obviously here, there's just so much fun tennis to look forward to, not only tomorrow, but of course in the days to come. So listeners, be sure that you stay with us in our coverage of Roland Garros. Matt, thank you for coming on again as my Wednesday regular. It is truly a pleasure. And uh, hopefully if I don't piss you off too much, you'll keep coming back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But what do we say to our listeners? That's a break. All right. Thank you. And listeners, we will see you next time. 